0: Welcome, friends and writers, to 2024. What's up? What's up? I hope that you had a wonderful new year and that this year gives you many blessings and your dreams come true, both in your writing career and your writing goals and anything else that you have in your future. All right. So in today's episode, we are going to be chatting with Justin Louis-Jean, who is the co-author of Academic Revolution, Changing the Outdated Narrative of Education, an award-winning book. And one of the things that you will hear is I actually referenced a different title within this episode, not realizing until after that I had the kind of outdated title so i'm correcting it now the book is academic revolution changing the outdated narrative of education but the cool thing is is that we do get to dive into his previous title why it was named that and a couple of cool things about his mindset and a really amazing amazing just mind-blowing moment the way that Justin talks about, you know, what comes with writing. You know, when you write, you also embrace multiple aspects of writing. It is something you have to do if you are going to face writing. I loved it. I loved it. And I think you will too. So y'all happy new year and let's kick off this wonderful year with a wonderful author. See you inside. Welcome to the How to Write a Book Podcast, the show that helps you plan, write, and publish your book, even if you're a beginner or just feel like one. Now, for your host, she's written over a dozen books and helps others bring their books to life. Here she is, Maciel. Two. All right, and welcome back to the How to Write a Book Podcast. How are you doing today, Justin?
1: I'm doing great, thank you. Thank you for asking.
0: Good, good. Thank you so much for joining us. Justin is the co-author of Academic Revolution, Life Through the Seam of Jeans, the Seams of Jeans. So um, we're going to talk about that. That sounds interesting. Right. Um, but first, before we even dive in, Justin, uh, please introduce yourself to the audience.
1: All right. So first of all, my name is Justin Jean. I'm currently twenty two. I have Haitian and Trinidadian roots. I'm from Canada. And if you recognize my voice, I am the host of my own podcast. It's called Justin Words. It's a triple entendre by the way. And going back to the co the, the book I wrote, I co I co authored it with my friend Pierce Mortensen, who's currently studying in University of Ottawa. It is last year of biochemistry, and we wrote the book. Actually, I started writing the book out of passion. I always, I always had a passion for writing, and I stumbled upon ideas to write this book, and then it just flowed from there, and next thing you know, I wrote, I published the book with my friend.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, I would love to know a little bit more about your book, Academic Revolution. Um, Just from the description, it sounds like, you know, you all are trying to tackle the common, or not common, but, like, huge problems that occur in academia that kind of stop us from learning or that even stop us, like, from graduating. Is that correct? Can you tell us more about that?
1: Well, to begin, uh, so how the book actually started was – since I, like i said i had a passion for writing so before even starting books and all that i started writing poems short stories and you know it was it was it was getting good so i was i i always had my parents read it and they encouraged me to like hey why don't you publish something so i was looking towards that uh i went to the to uh, art school i tried to get into the concentration for writing in there that never worked so I just, just decided to focus on writing. And so as I was going through the years, I decided to then write a book, which will, which will be published, but in later years. And while I was doing that, I stumbled upon a couple of videos of people criticizing the school system and pointing out multiple problems that I was able to relate as a student and what finally caught my, what finally made me decide to write the book was I found a video that inspired the six chapters of my book. Actually, it's called six problems with the education system. And so I was like, you know what? Let me focus on this and gear my research towards that. And I just pulled out a Word document, started writing and never looked back, I guess.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is that is really interesting because I feel like education and the way it's structured, um, you know, it's definitely now coming into the light that it's not a great system. It's far from a perfect system. You know, so many people can't get education, are not able to access education, that should, be that should you know, be free to access um, just basic education. And then when you get into the system itself, it doesn't always have the right structure. You know, how do you learn? How do you grow from certain uh, types of teaching? You know, things like that. So, so you start writing your book and, you know, you're talking with your co-author and you're doing some research um, and you have that video that kind of structures out the different types of difficulties. How do you start your writing process was it from an outline because your your book description looks like an outline too so do you start from there or did you kind of start more like just free flowing your thoughts things like that
1: so when I saw that video I found myself doing like a you know those reaction style videos on YouTube that we mm-hmm. that we come across yeah I found myself doing that mm-hmm. so I said you know what scratch the social trilogy which will be a future book that I will publish so stay tuned for that I start scratch that. Let me start this book, and I literally just opened a word document and just started writing, just free flows Because free flow started writing because when it comes to my ideas and it comes to me writing in the first place, when someone gives me a topic, I'll just try my best to uh, to free flow. Because mm-hmm. In fact, I wrote the book, then I wrote the plan. It's backwards, Mm. I know, but that's just to show like my ideas were just there and they just appeared on paper, and I just went from there. So, then once my uh, once my friend came on it, then he really he really deconstructed, really deconstructed a lot of things made made them a lot more concise, made them a lot more easier to understand, provided a lot of the research since he's in a lot he, – he's in a bigger field of research than I am. Mm-hmm. He's actually, I think, going to be a researcher in the, at the University of Ottawa. So his skills were really, really important for that department. And because of him, our book was – in the top five for a, well, actually, our book won an award in mm. the top five of our department, which was education.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. That's great. Did you guys enter it yourselves, or, like, did somebody, like, nominate you?
1: Yeah, so we entered it ourselves. I actually found it on uh, on a website, on Instagram I was, as I was scrolling, and I entered it myself, and, yeah, it won. So I'm pretty happy about that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Congratulations. So you kind of wrote your book backwards, and you get some feedback, so with your with your co-author. So then what happens after that?
1: What happens after what exactly?
0: After you co-author, you, you're with your friend, and you write everything down, and you kind of have a reverse outline, so now you have, like, a solid draft, right?
1: Yeah, so basically what happened was, well, first of all, me and him are friends, right? Me and Pierce are friends. So as as we we met through high school, we were friends. We just talked about our hopes and dreams and all that. And I talked to him about my passion for writing. He talked about how he always wanted to write a book, but in the in in the realms of like fantasy and Mm -hmm. like character development Mm -hmm. and all that, kind of like kind of like he wanted to write something geared to like Lord of the Rings. You know how complicated each character is. To kind of write, he wanted to write something about that. Then he realized that, you know, it's a lot more complicated than it could. It's a lot easier. It's it's easier done than it's easier said than done. Yeah. Right. So he's like, okay, let me take a step back and just think. And I said, hey, Pierce, I have a a draft of a book and here is the plan. You know, it's tackling the school system, blah, 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 which I already explained. Mm -hmm. And... He said, you know, let me take a look at it as an editor, first of all. And that's when he started to uh, he started to de- de- uh, deconstruct some of the ideas, have me explain, put his two cents in it, and slowly but surely kind of mold into our project. Mm-hmm. And that's how he became the co-author on it. So he started off with the editor, then he became the co-author because at some point, if you read it, if anyone reads it, unless you know me and Pierce personally, you wouldn't be able to tell if it was me who's writing it or it was him, unless no. if I specifically add like an anecdote from me, or yeah.
0: Mhm, mhm. Yeah, that's that's really cool. that You have this journey together. You know, your friends. Um, he becomes an editor. Um, and then eventually that co-author because you both are going back and forth on your ideas. So now you have a pretty solid draft. That's what it sounds like. Um, then what happens after that? Do you do like editorial teams, beta readers? Uh, does it go straight to formatting?
1: So what happened after that was we decided to say, you know what? It actually took, it actually took a solid three years for us to go through the whole thing. Um start to finish and really go through it. it was actually it was just us too, like even at the time of like the um the award it hasn't gone through a professional publish a professional editor yet so oh. all through that year when it was published in twenty twenty two it hasn't gone through a professional editing and it already got an award, so that's amazing and so. My first, when I went, I went to Toronto actually, and that's when I met, a uh, a, a fellow helper. Her name is Cabrena. She has a business, in, she has a business called Eva, Eva Mitchell, no, I forget the name, but she helps independent authors. So I approached her and she rebranded my book. She, did peer editing she also redesigned my cover which is the one that i'm that i'll send you and she also made my website so she redesigned the cover and did all that so that was probably the first kind of professional editing that my book has ever got
0: That's awesome. So you had that help throughout that journey into like the independently publishing process. Now, was there anything that occurred there that was a surprise to you? Maybe, maybe she gave you feedback or a next step that you weren't expecting?
1: She did actually. She, well, when she saw my cover, first of all, she thought it was a kind of funny because I actually kind of liked the cover to begin with. But now that you – if you see both covers beside each other, it's kind of like night and day in the hey. sense of – in the sense of you could see the before and after picture of me just trying to do a book by myself and trying to get a book out there versus it actually being edited, proofread, uh, professionally designed, and having that award on the cover it makes it just interesting just more appealing but all that to say it got help it got majorly reformed and now it just looks ten times better
0: nice yeah and that's a huge difference you know when you go through some um, professional levels whether, whether that's editing whether that's cover design it brings your book to like a whole new ball game, you know. And uh, this is what I tell people, like, you know, even if you try to do your own cover, um, even if you try to do your own editing, it, it it can push you some of the way. But there's a huge difference. A lot of people, a lot of people can tell when a cover is done, you know, like DIY. Um, you know, even if we think, oh, I have a good artistic eye, it, we, there's something to cover designers that are it's a whole new level they have their own uh, eyes their own industry they have that specialty for a reason so that's really cool that you encountered that so um then after that you went into the publishing you went to like amazon things like that
1: yeah so when it came to publishing actually i my parents are a huge fan of what i do they support me and everything so i i actually enjoy them for that My, my, when my book was published on Amazon, they bought a copy to show my other family. And my dad, my dad brought me to an author's convention and I met a fellow author there. Uh, his name is Michael Gazot. He's a, he's from Quebec and he wrote a book about aut, uh, not autism, uh, a symptom of Tourette's. It's called TikTok. And he showed, he showed me the world of amazon kdp and self publishing because he was a step ahead of me in that domain so once the book was done once the book was finished and and polished, I was then looking for like a way to publish it because mm-hmm. I didn't really want to go to self the the traditional publishing route because at the time I had no money mm-hmm. so I said okay let's see what we could do then I met him he to- he told me everything to do amazon kdp and and within a few clicks it was published mm-hmm. on amazon
0: mm-hmm so then, after that, um, you have your book published. Um, I, I think I saw you have a paperback option too, or was it just digital?
1: Uh, no, I have paper. I have paperback and ebook.
0: Okay, very. Cool.
1: I also have yeah. hardcover as well, but that's not really something I go for sometimes.
0: Oh, Most that's really cool. Most people go for paperback. Do you do paperback through Amazon, or do you do it through like Ingram Spark or something else?
1: I do it through both. Uh Cabrera is the one who showed me Ingram Sparks actually. The one who rebranded my book, she's the one who showed me Ingram Sparks. So she put my okay. book on there as well and she helped me through that process.
0: Nice, cool. Is there anything there that you learned that was new that you're like, Oh I didn't know this this is gonna go this way or this is unexpected?
1: The whole Ingram Sparks thing was new. <laughs> yeah. I had even no idea it existed to begin with.
0: Right, yeah. It's 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 a big branch. Yeah. So so during this process, was there ever a time that you felt um you felt like, oh, this is a lot of work or I'm demotivated or you know, who's gonna really like my work? Did you ever feel that at all?
1: <laughs> I'll give you a simple answer and I'll give you a complicated answer afterwards. Cool. The simple answer is no. Huh? I rarely felt demotivated. Mm-hmm. And the complicated answer is then in my book, in, in our book, actually, I there's a chapter that's chapter four is dedicated to uh, uh, the school system not being able to find a passion. It's called can't find your passion simply because you have the grade system that forces students to, you know, at least pass all their classes, whether they like it or not, they have to pass it in order to go to the next grade. And so, obviously, if you like the class, you're gonna spend more time on it. If you don't, eh, it's kind of gonna go on the back burner,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Mm-hmm. So, given the fact that writing a book was started off as a passion of mine, the whole marketing side, the whole the whole trying to get it out there and everything it's it comes with it, mm-hmm. right? So whether I like it or not, the greater picture is I like writing. Mm-hmm. I wrote a book. The fact, the the idea of doing podcasts, doing interviews, talking about my book, finding ways to market it, all of that. Yeah, sure, it might be things I might not enjoy, but I have to do it if I like the work that I ha- that I that that I do, which I do. It's been it's been getting a lot of positive praise. So, yeah, that's something I like doing. I mean. In terms of the motivation, I mean, yes, but then I just find a different way. Because I actually got involved in my first Ponzi scheme, if you will. Uh After mm. Toronto, I went to New York. Oh, actually, no. After Toronto, I was told about this other event in New York happening. It was a, supposed to be a book fair. And what happened was... They were supposed to have my book there. I was supposed to tell them where to send my book, where to buy it. They were supposed to buy it and then ship it to where the, the event was going to be at. Mm-hmm. I had a choice to attend or not. I decided to attend because I was out of school. I didn't have work that week, so I said, why not? T- get a, get a ticket and go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The bus ride was long because I had to go from here to Toronto, from Toronto to somewhere and then from somewhere to New York. The train ride the the bus ride was a wreck. And then I missed my bus from Toronto so I had to stay there. I made the most of it though. Uh and the the bus ride was just long, right? It was long. And so once I get to New York I find out my book was not there. Hmm. Right? So that was a huge I guess punch to the face if you will. Mm-hmm. But that never really demotivated me because I just figured, well, let me just go locally. Mm. Since I'm Canadian, I'm going to just stay within the realms of Canada. And since I went to Toronto once and I'm going back actually tomorrow, mm. Um, let me just stay within the realms of what I know and leave the outside world for when I, am I guess, become bigger. Mhm. So, yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm really sorry to hear that.
1: That <laughs> sucks. What it sounds- I learned by that, though, is mm-hmm. to have my books always on hand, which is why I found a, a um book printing company and I printed books. So now I'm always going to have some on hand. And every time I go to a place that's a book fair, I'm going to bring my own books. Mm-hmm. So now I can never have no books.
0: Right. That's that's a really – I mean, that's a hard lesson, but that's such a good lesson. Like, I really like that. For anyone who's, like, going to go somewhere, it's like bring your own books because you just never know. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. And also, um, you said something that I think is really – like, it's kind of brilliant. Um, It's – you said that, you know, if you like, if you enjoy writing, then – there's kind of like, it's not like there's no space for, for demotivation because you have to do everything else if you want to be doing the writing, which kind of, it's never been expressed to me that way. And that was like a light bulb moment. Like, oh my gosh, yes. If you want to write your book and publish your book, it comes with marketing, it comes with editing, it comes with feedback, it comes with talking to people afterwards. Um, so you, that was, that was brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing that.
1: It's not with it's that's it's not just worth writing. I mean there's something in school they taught us they kind of taught us that in a way, like oh, you have to do things you don't like in life you have to do things you don't like, which I kind of agree with, mm-hmm. but at the same time, when you get to higher education in college, you choose your programs, mm-hmm. like I was never good in math. it's something that I've talked about in plenty in the book. I wasn't good in math, my ex was better than me, so we helped each other where we could but because of that i chose social work as my program that i graduated from in uh, in college during the Mm -hmm. pandemic and Mm -hmm. so in my program i didn't have math but i had other classes that i struggled more than others but Mm -hmm. again since i'm in a program i enjoy i at least applied myself way more than i would if i was in a math class because mm-hmm. there wasn't, there wasn't that hatred for math, or at okay. least that uncomprehension. It was just a question of understanding what I had to do in that class. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it comes from everything, right? If, if you have something that you do that you generally like, there are things like, there are things in that thing that you're gonna like more than others. But if you like it as a whole, it's gonna be much easier. Yeah. When, to me, it's gonna be much easier. Yeah,
0: yeah. That makes total sense. Honestly, I don't think anyone's ever really described it that way on the show. Um, so thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That's like, honestly, I'm just like, wow. Yes, of course. Um, now I get it. <laughs> thank you. Um, so, so you kind of wrap up. You have your book done. You put it out there. Now, have you been doing your own marketing or did you um, outsource marketing, hire like an agency, things like that?
1: Uh, when it comes to marketing, I mean, I kind of take things as they go. I mm-hmm. see opportunities and I, I, I take them, right? Like this opportunity, for example. The two times I went to Toronto, the time I went to New York, I never really looked. I mean, I did look for opportunities, but as they came, I kind of just took them, right? And those were opportunities for marketing, mm-hmm. and. Well, yeah, I do have like a Instagram page here towards my book. I kind of, I do have a marketing team, uh, for that. But when it comes to like me marketing my book or me as a person or my podcast, it actually, it helps to have like a, I actually have this card. uh, It's an Uber business card that I, that I purchased and I put all my links there. And when I, when I meet people and I talk to them about what I do, I have them scan the card and that's one more person to add to, the funnel, I suppose. But yeah, when it comes to marketing, like I, I take chances that they come. I, I make the most of it, if mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're kind of, um, improvising, but you're learning and you're growing and you're taking risks. You know, which is it's really important when it yeah. comes to sharing Sounds your book. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah going to you know what the funniest thing is uh you know the fun you know what the funniest thing is that i I don't really like is the fact well for your listeners actually who listen to the whole story and for you too notice that I have to take a bus to New York and so from Ottawa to Toronto my bus was late mm. so then I so then I was late for my second bus in 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 Toronto from Toronto to New York, so I had to stay in Toronto. But I made the most of it. I visit the uh, CN Tower. I have a picture of it, actually. So it was great. I also met I also met a, a, a wonderful citizen there. So it was great. That's awesome. <laughs> so that I, was great. Yeah. And, but the point is, if I hadn't gone through all that bus hassle, I would have never known my book was never there. Right. Th- th- think about that for a second. They never told me anything. They never talked to me about my book being there or not. My buses were late, domino effect, stay in Toronto, miss couple buses, trains, buses, bus buy bus tickets, buy bus buy train tickets, get there, all good. Get to the event. Book is not there, I'm like great. But again, I would have never known if I wouldn't have gone exactly yeah which is the only thing that kind of pisses me off the rest i'll deal with the rest i can deal with going there being tired not sleeping for two days i can deal with that (laughs) but the the other part is like it's, it's actually pretty frustrating
0: yeah yeah and you're right you took a chance you took a risk and ultimately it paid off because now you're like i'm always gonna have my books with me which you wouldn't you're right you wouldn't have known and that's really cool. I, I, I love how your attitude is like, look, I'm going to
1: learn from this.
0: You know, instead of Funny being. Enough.
1: Yeah. Funny enough, the only thing that saved me was that business card. If I didn't have that business card, there was no business in me being there. If I, had, if I didn't have that business Uvu scan card, because mm-hmm. what I did is I went to that event every day for those four days and talked to people about my book. Oh, and wow. if they were interested, I gave it to them. I said, scan this. You'll see what I'm talking about. They scanned it. They looked at it. Some purchased it. Maybe Whether they purchased it or not, I at least had the, had the opportunity to tell them about it and prove it to them with the card I had. Yeah. Yeah. So, and- yeah, that's what I did. That's yeah. what I did. And- that's great. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. All I was going to say is the whole system of trial and error thing is something I feel they don't necessarily teach you in school. as much as they should yeah because like even with how tests are made right Mm -hmm. yeah you can make mistakes (laughs) it's funny enough i don't know if your listeners are some of your listeners are in school but if they are i remember when i was in school my teachers would tell me like um if you don't know the answer to something i don't want you to leave a page blank Mm -hmm. i want you to write something Mm -hmm. but i guarantee you if you write something like literally the word something Mm -hmm. they won't give you points for that Right. No, in other words, you kind of have to find the answer, even if it's not the answer they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Point is, though, when you don't know something, you just say you don't know. And yeah. that's okay. If you ask me a question and I don't know the answer, I'll tell you I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's the equivalent of leaving a page blank. Mm-hmm. But in school, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to know everything, which yeah. in life, you don't know everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know everything. You don't know everything, which is why we have conversations, which is why we have the Internet that teaches us a lot of what we know already and all of that stuff. We have schools that can teach us other things, mm-hmm. teach us things, maybe teach us how to not do things whatever. Point is, we don't know everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: but file and error is very important.
0: You're so right. You're so right because um, speaking about math, like I'm totally, I'm terrified of math. (laughs) Like math is terrible for me. And one of the reasons that math is so hard because when I was in school, like in elementary school, they would have you like go up to like the board or in the middle of the classroom with somebody else and you have to like face off with like multiplication tables. And if you weren't strong in it, like you were embarrassed right then and there in front of like 20 or 30 kids about how you couldn't do multiplication you know and then they blame you for losing points because you didn't know the answer so that's probably why i'm a writer instead of a math person because i'm like i don't know this i'm too much pressure like at eight years old um right
1: right.
0: that's that reminds me of so one of the things i wanted to ask you about was the subtitle for your book so can you explain this
1: Okay, all right. So, I'm a man of puns. For everyone who knows me, I'm a man of puns. From my podcast, to even puns in my book. Actually, when I was uh, doing the co-authorship with my friend, I had one rule for him, and that one rule was puns stay.
0: The puns yeah.
1: are there to stay. Like that. And I write pun intended. In like every time I make a pun. I write parentheses, pun intended, for, those to un- for actually those to understand that there's a pun, so you have to reread the phrase to actually understand it. Yeah. So that was the run one, one rule I had. And for the subtitle, actually, that's kind of a... Like, my goal with that is to kind of, like, is to create a publishing house. Oh, Which cool. is going to be called Publications Through the Seams of Jeans. But the, the subtitle, Life Through the Seams of Jeans, is a pun, because you have... Life through the seams, like first of all, life through the seams is jeans. It's Like you know how pants have the seams
0: mm-hmm.
1: of jeans. Mm-hmm. Jeans as in pants, but yeah. jeans also my last name.
0: Oh yeah. It's
1: like the way I, it's the way I see life through the oh. seams. It's not how I seem it. I yeah. look through life. I seem, It seems that way. It seems this way. Uh-huh. And the seams of jeans being the pants. Yeah. So that's the pun behind it.
0: Oh, I get it. Okay, okay.
1: So it's a double entendre.
0: I, that's, that's amazing because when I was going to ask you, my first thought was, oh, I hope I understand this because sometimes they go right over my head. So yeah. I get it. That's awesome. <laughs> that's
1: cool. And then when it comes to my podcast, mm-hmm. it's called Just in Words mm-hmm. with a triple entendre. Just which I'll let your listeners find the joke though. I'll I'll let them find the joke. I'll okay. actually let you find the joke too if you want. I could explain it to you if you like.
0: I please explain it to me. Yeah.
1: Alright, find it and then find it and then I'll explain it to you.
0: Let's see. Well, just in words, because your name is yes. Justin. Yes. And then words. Just in words. Because it's a podcast?
1: Nice, but not. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Alright, so you have just in words, mm-hmm. which is well, like you said, the first one is you, know, you said just in words. They're my words, because I'm the one hosting the podcast. Mm-hmm. So they're my words. Just in words, which is the way we talk in words. Just in words. Third one is just in words, looking inwards.
0: Oh, nice, nice. That's a good one. Thanks you. Yeah. I like that. I would not have thought of that. I wouldn't have thought of that. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I. It's funny because my ex actually told me about it. like one day when we were talking when we used to be together, we were on the phone. We were on the phone and she was explaining me something, and I just kept hitting her with puns. Like That's... The whole the whole night I was just hitting her with puns, and she goes to me. She's like, Justin, you should make a book about puns, and it will be called Justin Words. And I'm like, ah, even that is a pun. Yeah. I was, and I explained her I explained her the same thing. I explained to you. And she's like, Oh my God. Uh-huh. So when it came to me making the podcast, which actually came out of boredom, believe it or not, through the pandemic, oh. I was like, what should be the name of my podcast? I reflected that conversation and I wrote my name, Justin Words, mm-hmm. and my intro, which is Hello everyone, welcome to Justin Words. If they are triple entendre, find the joke. And it just, st- it just stuck with me till then.
0: Nice. That's awesome. So I
1: tell them it's a triple entendre and I let them find the joke.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. And so what do you talk about in your show?
1: I talk about, I mean, okay, so I have guests on my show and it's a, I honestly, it's a variety of things. Um, I mostly go, I mostly take a psychological approach to things. 'Cause I I also have a bachelor's in psychology. Mm-hmm. So I kinda like to explore like uh let's say I had two veterans on I had a veteran on the show. Mm-hmm. Right. So I explored with him the mindset of being in war, the different uh impacts on losing people, death, grief, uh how he got there and things like that. I also had someone talk about entrepreneurship, so the the um the importance of task delegation, how you keep yourself motivated, even though that you're not even like even being a one person show, you have to delegate tasks to other people because you, you kind of need a team after all. So it's really diverse, actually. So. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Well, um, Justin, we are almost about time, which this conversation has kind by. Really, really quick. And you have had some amazing advice, tips, um, things for these people to, like, just take away. But before we go, would you like to share, you know, maybe one last writing motivation or tip that you would love to share with the listeners?
1: All right. So a lot of people have asked me, when did I become a writer? Mm-hmm. And all I tell them is this. All I tell them is I opened a microsoft word document i decided to write and it never went wrong pun intended you get it
0: yes i get it okay uh, but in
1: exactly general we're like since it was something i enjoyed i never i never looked back yeah i, I kept i kept going i kept working on myself even the podcast as well i just keep working on it as i go and since i enjoy it i just keep doing it yeah
0: that's great, and that's I think that's really something that people could take away is, like, you enjoy it, keep doing it. Yes. Yeah. That's what makes you a writer. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right, Justin, so where can people find you and find your book?
1: Okay, so y'all can find it on Amazon. Um, I hope – well, actually, if you f- type Academic Revolution on Amazon, you'll find two of them. You'll find the one that was that looked like an IT book. Which was made by uh, someone on Fiverr, and then you'll find the proper one, which is the one that was remodeled by Cabrera. Mm. Hopefully, if you buy the, the if you buy the second one, it'll get to you because you won't get the first one because it's been discontinued. Mm. Um, you can also find it at my website, which is another pun. It's called Just Encyclopedia, mm. Just Encyclopedia, and at Weebly.com. And you could also—that's if you look through, if you look at that, you could also find my podcast, my book, uh, the book trailer that I made for it with my co-author, that explains the chapters and that explains a brief that that explains the chapters in a summary. And you could also find a link to buy it on Amazon.
0: Awesome! Okay, right. that's great. Well, everyone. That is Justin, the co-author of Academic Revolution, Life Through the Seams of Genes. Um, thank you so much, Justin, for being part of the show. Um, this has been brilliant. And we want to say here at the How to Red Book podcast, thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for sh- sharing your wisdom and advice.
1: No problem. Anytime.
0: And that's a wrap for today's episode of the How to Write a Book Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you want to keep up with me and my work, check out the website, blackheartedstudios.com. That's www.blackheartedstudios.com. And follow me on Instagram, at Maciel Writes. That's at M-A-S-S-I-E-L Writes. As a book coach and publisher, I'm passionate about helping aspiring authors bring their stories to life. So if you you've been dreaming of writing a book and don't know where to start, head to my website and let's chat. You get a free 30 minutes on me. Thanks again for listening and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks.